0: how can we create ongoing mentorship through peer-to-peer collaboration, supporting aspiring leaders, because too often good teachers move into principal roles or leadership roles, and they're very different roles. So how do we mentor aspiring leaders to take that
1: next step? Hi there, and welcome to the Pondering Dam podcast, where we talk all things teaching, education, pedagogy, and technology. I'm your host, Danny Summerall, and if you're new to the show, make sure you leave a review and share with your peers. Connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Pondering Dan, as well as at ponderingdan.com. Today on the Pondering Dan podcast, I have Dr. Matthew X Joseph, who is currently the Director of Curriculum, Instruction and Assessment in Leicester Public Schools in Massachusetts in the United States. He's been a school and district leader in many capacities in public education over his 25 years in the field. Experiences in roles such as director of digital learning and innovation elementary school principal, classroom teacher and district professional development specialist have provided Matt incredible insights on how to best support teaching and learning. This experience has led to nationally publishing articles and opportunities to speak at multiple state and national events in the USA. His master's degree is in special education and his educational doctorate in educational leadership from Boston College. Matthew is the author of Power of Us, Creating Collaborative Schools. And most recently, with Susie Brooks, he co authored the book Modern Mentor Reimagining Teacher Mentorship, which is now available on Amazon.com here in Australia as well as in the States, of course. Uh, you can follow Matthew on Twitter at MatthewXJoseph. Welcome, Matthew. Well, thanks for having me.
0: It's pretty excited to uh, to meet in person, in a sense, um, on podcasts. Yeah, uh, it's, get the it's... chance to meet. We've collaborated on a few different Twitter chats, and easily even had you
1: uh, in the book. That's right. Yes, which I was very honored. So, thank you very much for that. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, chapter five for the readers out there. So, <laughs> you can pick it up. <laughs> uh, so, um, obviously, I'd love to talk a little bit about the book because it is a really good read, and especially here in Australia, reading the book, and there's a few things that are slightly different. Um, but it's also interesting to see how things are done in different parts of the world as well. So but can you just talk a little bit about how the book Modern Mentor came about?
0: Um, sure. So um, you mentioned in, in the opening read that I finished my doctoral degree at Boston College, and I studied job satisfaction for teachers and really dug into what drives and how that intrinsic motivation not only drives teachers to the profession, but keeps them in that. And I did that research when I was in, uh, as a building principal, because I wanted to support the teachers that were there. And um, looking at the findings, the three things that jumped out that teachers really looked for was collaborative opportunities, opportunities to collaborate. Um, They also wanted to know who their administrator was and to see that person in the building and in the classroom visibility. And the third thing was to have a strong mentor that helped the teachers not only come into the district, but stay in the teaching position because they had that support um, and the longevity to have a, a peer support them through the years. So from there, um, as you as you said also in the, in the beginning, of the first book was called Power of Us around collaboration. So I'm just really pulling apart the findings for my research in supporting teachers and, and leaders. And this one around mentoring, I really wanted to look at how Uh, leaders both in the school and in district could support teachers in their school, not just in the first year, because often when you think of mentor mentoring programs in public schools here in America, it's just in your first and maybe your second year. Uh, And you and I were talking before we came uh, online and said in, in Australia, it's not even a paid or stipend position. So the book came about looking at how can we enhance and grow mentorship from Teachers' first year until a leader retires or wherever you are in that capacity so it really touches on both the first year of teaching and mentors to support that person and then how can we create ongoing mentorship through peer-to-peer collaboration supporting aspiring leaders because too often good teachers move into principal roles or leadership roles and they're very Mm -hmm. different roles so how do we mentor aspiring leaders to take that next step in that profession yeah so all of that and, and talking with people and talking to colleagues it was it was a need um, and one that I thought I had both the background experience being a principal and a district leader at that point. I moved to central office and also having the background of the research that I did at Boston College to pull the book together
1: yeah it's, um, it is a really important part of teaching is to have that mentor and um, I remember my first day of teaching thinking, oh I don't know if this is going to be right. You know, you, you, it's, it's a lot of people at sink or swim really, isn't it? And, um, without that mentor there to guide you, you can, you can have a really terrible time. And,
0: and, and, and as a building principal, I saw and not just my own building being a newer principal and seeing some teachers that were, were struggling, but hearing about it in other buildings of how we supporting teachers after their first year. And that's mm-hmm. where uh, I started to talk with Susie Brooks, the co-author who was very close to mentoring programs in her school and started to have a conversation. And when we were talking, we said, let's just do this together um, Mm. and look at both from a leadership lens, which I had, and she had a teacher lens and really talk about some stories from the field and then strategies to support the readers.
1: Yeah. And I think I've read some research somewhere that says that um, five years is is about as long as a lot of new teachers last these days in the profession before they decide to actually move on somewhere else. So I guess mentorship will actually help if it's done right. Yeah. The middle those
0: teachers. Absolutely. Because the middle third of the book is really looking at veteran teachers and looking at some that are close to burnout because of the high demands and the high expectations and the accountability. How are teachers staying motivated. So really looking at some strategies for veteran teachers to continue to not only learn from their peers, but to learn from some of the newer teachers and the new strategies um, to keep them really keep their fire burning as teachers as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think is the single biggest responsibility of a mentor?
0: Um, When I think, well, there's so many, but I would start at the foundation, just like we want to build teachers foundation, mentors foundation starts with listening. Too often mentors are assigned because they're either the classroom next door or they're the most veteran educator in the building. And too often when that happens, the teacher's try to tell the mentee or the newer teacher what to do. So I would say the biggest thing to start with is being a listener. Learn about the person that you're mentoring, hear how their experience, hear their story, And then talk about their goals and where they would like to go in the profession. Because once you learn that as a mentor, you can then fill those gaps in with your experience. Don't lead with your experience and tell them how to succeed. Like you did learn what they need, learn what their aspirations are, and then use your experience or know the resources to get to support them. And that's what mentoring is about. It's not, it's not making a mini me it's making the best mentee that they could be.
1: And I guess it's, all those relationship building things as well absolutely building the
0: foundational relationship and building the trust because mentoring is long-term it, it is not just drop in see how things are going get them over the hump and then move on mentoring is mm-hmm. about building that long-lasting relationships and, and you had said around five years Well, we want that relationship to last for the whole career yeah uh, and not that you're tied to one person that to have spoke to if there's something you want to talk about or or learning. And as a mentor, you have experience and you have skills in matching the needs of the new new teacher or the mentee with that mentor will will create that foundation, create that bond and trust. And that starts with listening. And that was the first first thing that came to my mind was having that listening first and then build the rest of the skills moving forward.
1: Mm. There's a lot of parallels with... um... Mentoring and teaching, really, you know, we, a good teacher yeah. can develop good relationships with his students and, you know, learning will happen as a result of the relationships between teacher and student. So it would just be the same for mentor-mentee.
0: Right. Because, I, you know, I, I talk to teachers and say students learn for someone, not just from someone. Yeah. And that's about building relationships. And that's the same with, with mentoring. A mentor is going to really be inspired by someone, not just because you have the seniority.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think of the dangers to new teachers that either don't have a mentor or with a mentor that um, is probably not doing it for the right reasons? They might be that just in it because they're the veteran teacher and they're not—they're just telling them the the boring bits. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there
0: there can be if there there can be some pitfalls, and I'll I'll look at two different. One in in the absence of of good mentorship, a teacher I think would feel overwhelmed. You had said, oh, just get thrown in the deep end and, and see how they do metaphor. And that could happen if a new teacher starts or a teacher changing professions from a different field. Um, or I was talking about leaders, new leaders that don't have a mentor. It's, it's a lowly position and it can be overwhelming because you know entering, entering the teaching field, you have colleagues, you're in college, you're around a lot of adults. If you go into teaching, you then go into a classroom, shut the door and you're by yourself for the most part. And the absence of a positive mentor becomes possibly lonely. It becomes, feels isolated, and like you're working in a silo. And what happens from there is teachers could get burnt out and leave, as you as you mentioned. Um, the other the other pitfall is going back to one of the first things you talked about about the skills is teacher that's not listening or not a great match. That the new teacher could learn some bad habits if you're matched yeah. up with a mentor who um, is maybe someone who's in it for the stipend, as you said, or in it for leadership experience and they're just getting the, just telling the new person what to do. Uh, you could be creating bad habits in the new teacher. And that's also just as as dangerous to, to happen.
1: Yeah. And I think once those bad habits develop, it's very hard to um, retrain somebody.
0: Right. Because what will happen is say, well, I learned it from my mentor or this is how my mentor did it. Why wasn't it? T- uh, what you want, and that's the responsibility of the leader to know the mentors as well. And uh, you know, chapter two about in, in the book talks about creating a mentor pool, not just getting the most experienced teacher. It may that may be, mm. but having a, a a pool of teachers who have great skills and who be great mentors, so that that you can assign and match the right mentors up, uh, so yeah. that there isn't that feeling of being overwhelmed or creating bad habits uh, yeah. in teachers.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking back now to my first year of teaching, which wasn't really that long ago because I did come into teaching from another Mm -hmm. career. Um, and I was really lucky. I had a really great mentor and, um, he taught me a lot, but I think one of the biggest things that stuck out to me as for his mentorship was that he would never volunteer the feedback to me. Um, at the end of the day, he would ask me to go and sit down and reflect first. And then we'd have a conversation. How, how important is that feedback and that reflection for both mentors and mentees? I, I
0: think it's incredibly important because what we're trying to do is actually create independence mm-hmm. for the, the teachers in the field. And if you, you know, either teach a lesson or have a meeting and the mentor's there and you run right to how to go, what do you think? <clears throat> this goes back to the mentor just telling you how it went, or telling you what you should have done versus really having that metacognition time to think because the, the biggest, as we move forward, skills that you want in teachers is independence, self-confidence, and belief in themselves. And in doing that, it takes some time to, to reflect, have some missteps, think about what went well, and then you're not just responding to something quickly. You're taking time processing it and learning mm-hmm. and then when that happens the feedback is based in a combination of the reflection in or, or leader whoever's giving that feedback talking in their recommendations as well to say I saw that too and it gives them affirmation it builds that confidence and then for the mentor to give that feedback it allows the teacher to know okay they listened they saw we both are on the same page or i didn't i didn't see that thank you for pointing that out
1: yeah yeah excellent so we talked before we started recording a bit about uh some differences between the states and australia and um, i mentioned that we don't have a paid mentoring program we do have mentors for newer teachers and for leaders and um but for example the college um that i work at we we do have mentors but i feel like maybe it's in a different capacity but we also have a coaching program for all the other teachers as well Mm -hmm. um and i know you talk a little bit about this in the book so what, what i guess my question too is so what is the biggest difference between a mentor and a coach and is one better than the other
0: um i wouldn't say one is better than the other they each have a specific need and role in the profession Typically when you're talking about coaching, instructional coaching or leadership coaching or any form of educational coaching, you're looking to either teach um, a teacher or a leader a singular new skill, or you're looking to close a deficit that a teacher might have. So um, we'll look at the positive side. If you're looking to give a new skill, um, and I know we do a lot of of chats on on STEM, primary STEM chats we will say it's a new uh, design theory. The, the, the STEM coach would go in, share the theory, co-plan, teach together. The teachers got it. And then the coach moves on. Uh, if there's, and then if there's a deficit in instruction, the coach goes in and said, well, there, here's a deficit or, or whatever wording is, is used. Here's a needs improvement area. I'm going to help you overcome it. And the coach works individually with that teacher. And once the teacher obtains the skill and overcomes the, the needs improvement area, the coach moves on the, uh, and so that's a very critical position to have. Um, a mentor is someone who comes in and builds a foundation of a teacher and builds them up. So it starts with the foundational piece of the introduction to the school, introduction to the curriculum, you know, really getting them into the profession. And mm-hmm. once they have their footing, they're there along the way to support them through the whole year. And work with um, Either, again, new teachers, peer mentoring, uh, aspiring leaders or leaders to say, here's something you should try. Let's try it out. And we continue to build. It's almost like scaffold Mm. that you're building this person up so that they eventually will be able to uh, be on their own in the sense of their abilities, but yet not lose that connection so that there's always that brainstorming because collaboration in our field is, you know, going back to one of the things I said, one of the biggest needs that teachers have for job satisfaction. So the mentors is along and with you throughout the process. It's a more yeah. long-term relationship.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking back to what you said before about, um, your veteran teachers and, um, you know, developing bad habits and things like that. And I'm wondering whether, um, say for example, you have a new teacher come to your school, maybe they've been teaching for five or six years, but they have developed a lot of those bad habits because they haven't had that good mentor. Would you say that it's still acceptable to give them a new mentor or would that be more of a around a coaching program for those teachers?
0: Um, I think it could be a combination. I would recommend any time a teacher comes into your district or a principal for that matter, or a leader or any that no matter how many years they've been in the field, provide them a mentor because one of the strengths of a school district is the culture of building culture. So even if you've been teaching 10 years, and you come into a new district and new school, you're entering someone else's culture. And the reason you were hired was probably for your skills and, and a good teacher, but yet you don't know how the culture operates. So what a mentor will help that veteran teacher at that point do is say, here's some traditions. Here's some of our cultures. Here's some things that are, are unwritten rules in our school that I want to make you aware of and work through. And this is how we do collaborative team time. Here's when our events are. And, Even if a a veteran teacher who may be exemplary comes into a new culture, they still need to be acclimated. Again, I don't know a lot about the educational system, but even in in Australia, but thinking of like, I know rugby is a big sport. That a rugby player from from one league comes to your team or a new league, there's a lot of unwritten rules. They may be a very good player, but you want to know how the locker room works. You want to know where the training room is. You want to know how the system operates. And it's for, uh, for a teacher and to make sure that they feel welcomed and they're a part of your team.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, you're right. Culture is a massive one. You can come with those skills, but if you can't work the culture out, um, life will be very difficult for you at a new job, really. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I could probably talk about this all day. Um, <laughs> but time isn't on our side because I have to go and teach very shortly. So Excellent. Um, I might finish up there, but I'm so grateful that you agreed to be part of um, the podcast today, Matt. And um, oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so again, you can find Matt on Twitter at Matthew X Joseph. Um, and, I was checking out your YouTube channel last night. There's some really good short little videos in there, which are awesome. So go check out his YouTube channel. Um, and your website's techinnovation.live and there's a lot of um, resources and blog posts. Yeah, and stuff like that.
0: yeah. so so you can check that out and, and you can connect with me. My email is on there. It's at gmail.com because... Uh, I'm in the field. I'm a practitioner. I'm a district leader. I don't want to just put this book out and say good luck. Uh, I want to walk walk in my purpose. And if any of your your listeners have questions, suggestions, want to connect, um, shoot me a note, DM yeah. me. Um, I, I love doing some of the chats, the, OCD, the primary stem chat, yeah. the TLP down under because one of the things that we didn't get into, but it's important for me and for the listeners to know that even though I wrote this book on mentoring, I'm on those chats and different things, learning myself, because for us to be the most effective mentors and teachers or leaders, we have to continue to evolve and grow too. So if anyone has questions, resources, things that you're looking for, uh, please reach out. Uh, I'm happy to help and support.
1: Yeah, Yeah, excellent. But you are doing amazing things in education and I think we're really lucky to have you and I almost feel like you're an honorary Australian now because we see you popping up so much in our Australian chats and, um, you know, maybe we all appreciate our sleep too much which might be why we're not all joining the American ones so much. um, (laughs) Well, I'll get you on a couple. Yeah, they are a bit more furious than ours, I've noticed. I have done a couple and it's it's a lot harder to to keep up on those ones. Um, Yes. So make sure if you want to check out the book Modern Mentor by both Matt and Susie Brooks. you can find that on amazon.com and you can probably find it on a lot of other websites as well. Mm-hmm. I only quote that one because that's where I found it in Australia. Um, Great. But reach out to Matt if you've got any questions. if you've got any questions for me, you can reach out. Um, if you want to be part of the podcast, you can drop me a line at Dan at ponderingdan.com. Um, so once again to help this podcast grow, please like it, subscribe to it, rate it and share it. Um, and before we go Matthew, do you have any parting words? Um, No, I
0: just appreciate. And I think this, our kind of connection here is a testament to staying connected and and being proactive because we have never met. We're in two different countries, but you know, formed a bond on on a chat and learned from each other. And now I'm on your podcast and you are quoted in my book. So I think that's, (laughs) that goes, you know, with people listening that it can happen. You just have to be proactive with your drive and your spirit and things aren't going to just fall into your lap. You have to make your own luck
1: that's right excellent and actually speaking of all the like meeting on twitter and everything um i think you know maz ellery as well you've met her through yes. twitter um we recorded an episode on you know the benefits of edgy twitter and this is one of them happening right now you know we wouldn't absolutely. know each other if it wasn't for those interactions so exactly. you absolutely right get out there and um make yourself known i think yeah perfect yeah excellent all right matt well thanks so much again and right, well, good luck in yeah. your class today yeah thank you i i'm They're a good class. I'm lucky. Good. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Well, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.